Okay, we are learning Daf Chav Zayin, and we're starting right from the bottom Chav Chav and base where we taught from the bride. So, Tana Hefshik Mituach Chav Mizar. The Mishnah just said a statement that the flaying of the skin of the carbon and the chopping up of the meat are equal. And the bride is explaining that they're equal in the sense that they can both be done by a non coin. They're not types of avodos which require a coin. So the Gemara tells us, how do we know this? How do we know that you can flay the skin and chop up the meat, that they're both the same, that they don't require coin? We look at the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, In talking about the mitzvah, for the Kohenim to light the Maracha, to light the pile of wood, it says that a Dafka Kohen has to do it. So we make a diak. Only putting the fire on the Mizbeach requires a Kohen, but a different type of Voda we're going to exclude. Basically, we're going to say, if the Torah emphasized a Kohen for one Avoda, the fact that it emphasized it by putting in the wood, that means to exclude a different type of avoda, and that other type of avoda has to have shavinituach. So the flaying the skin and the chopping the meat does not require a coin. So the source is the fact that it said it by putting the fire. So the Mar says, that's not a good source. Maybe the Torah said it to tell it Lagufe for it itself. The Torah is telling you that you need a coin to put the fire. Otherwise, you wouldn't have known that the coin has to put the fire. And maybe the reason why you wouldn't have thought it, and basis based upon the Gemara coming up, is because after all, it's not one of the Iker Avodos putting the fire there isn't actually the way the kapar is being achieved. So the Basak is necessary Lagufe to teach us that a coin has to put the fire on the Mizbeach. How do we know that that's a source that we're supposed to infer that the, fla- that the flaying of the skin and the chopping up of the meat doesn't require a coin? If it was extra, we could say the Torah only said it in order to exclude Hefshim Mituach. But if it's necessary Lagufe, then we don't have a right to assume that the Torah is saying here an inference that Hefshim Mituach doesn't require. So the Gemara answers Amar Shimi Barashi, He was explaining, he was explaining Chizkiyah's drasha to his son. He explained as follows. This is the background to saw a lot of the avodas, which types of avodas require a coin and which types of avodas do not. So Vishachat, the Pasuk says he should shacht. So if you look in the Pasuk in context, right in the beginning of Parshas Vayikra, it doesn't say who he is. The, the person who's bringing the carbon, he's Yisrael, he's a regular person, and it says he does smicha. And then the Pasuk says, and he should shacht. Who's he? Does it mean he the Bailim, the same Yisrael, or does it mean he a coin? So it teaches us shchita bizarre chair. We understand that it means a non-coin. It can mean even the owner of the carbon, the one who did smicha, he as well can shecht. So the bride continues, basa. Where, where do we come from to even think of such a drasha? Meaning, why would you think that it's not good that you need the Torah to tell you that it is good? Why is we emphasizing, oh, it says v'shachat, he should shecht, it means the Yisrael. What's the chiddush in that? Why would you have thought that you needed a coin? So this really takes us back to the fundamentals of avodah requiring a coin. The Klaus Shanamar, we take a look at a postdoc in Parshas Korach. It says, you, Aaron, the whole family of Kohanim. So what should we do? We have to make sure that they're guarding the matter of Kuhuna. So What's the Torah saying? You have to guard the Kuhuna. The Torah goes on to say, What does it mean? It means that all of Avodas have to be done by Kohanim. So that's basic background to the whole Indian. The background is, That I, you would understand that even Shrita has to be done by a coin. Basically, you would think that the basic idea is any Avodah requires a coin. So I would say, Nisvara, Shrita is an Avodah. So Shrita should, should require a coin also. And that, the Torah says, And he should shecht. And then what does the Pasuk say? We don't, again, we don't know who the he is. But what does it say right after, And he should shecht? The Aaron and the Kohen should bring the blood, which is a reference to the Kabbalah and the Holacha. So we dare not. The Torah is saying, Only from the Kabbalah and on do you need a coin. 
It says Vishakar he should shaft, and then our and the Kohanim are doing the Kabbalah. So the implication is only from the Kabbalah and on does it require a Kohen. But the Vishakha, which was said before, does not require a Kohen. So it's a drasha. He would have said Misvara, any type of Avodah requires a Kohen. The Torah is emphasizing the Kohen by the Kabbalah. It shows us only from the Kabbalah and on do you need. So now we go back and we say what it said before, Vasamakiyadu, and he leans, that's clearly the Bible. But the next word as well, Vishakha, that he slaughters, that's also referring to the owner of the carbon. This is the Makar that Shkita's kosher bazaar. So meaning we would wouldn't have known it, who, who Vishachar is going on. Is it going on the Bible or the Kohen? But once we, the Pasuk continues and says, so now we go back and we say that the Vishachar means the Yisrael, and this is a Makar, that it, it's kosher for Yisrael to do Shechita. Okay, so that's the basic background. Basically, we're going to come out that Avodah requires a Kohen with the one exception of Shechita. So now, let's examine. We're saying that from Kabbalah and An is Mitzvah Kuhuna. So, with the lone exception of Shechita, Kohenim have to do the Avodah. So, what's the why did the Torah have to say? That Aaron the Kohen has to put the fire on the Mizbeach? Of course, it's an Avodah. Anything that's an Avodah requires. And basically, what we're saying is that the placement of this Avodah is after the Torah mentions it, after it already spoke about the Kabbalah. So, it's self evident that it has to be done by the Kohen. So, therefore, Therefore, it should be totally extra for the Torah to say that the Bnei Aaron have to put on the fire. So why is the Torah saying it at all? Now we can go back and say the Torah is saying it so that we make an inference. The Torah wrote it to let me know that there's a type of Avodah which does not require Kohen. And we, 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 we explain that it's going on the Hefshim Bnei Tuach. So after all is said and done, the Makar the Gemara is trying to say is the Torah unnecessarily wrote that a Kohen has to put on the fire. We would have known that from the general rule that Avodah requires Kuhuna. Why did the Torah say it? The Torah said it so that we would infer Hefshem Vituach does not need. Says the Gemara, that's not a good, that's not a good proof. Akati Yitzrech, you still do need it. Why? You may have thought to say, putting the fire is not an avodah, which is ma'akib kapara. Since it's not an avodah, which is ma'akib kapara, in other words, it's not part of the actual thing that's providing atonement, it's just kind of setting stuff up. It's not part of the zrika sadam at all. The zrika sadam is actually what brings kapara. So, loti baikuna, I would say it doesn't require kuna, kamash the pasuk had to say that it does. Meaning, maybe the general rule, rule that anything from Kabbalah and on requires kuna, maybe that's only going on things that require kuna because they're essential for the kapara, like the avodah. Saddam, but things that aren't essential for the Avodah Saddam, so then maybe they don't, maybe they don't require. So, so, so now the Torah has to say that they put the fire on the Mizbeach, it's necessary for it itself. So how are we able to derive the Hefshev Vinituach, doesn't have to be done by a Kohen for the fact that we were assuming it was extra, we're really coming out that Bechlal, it's not extra. So that's the Kasha that we have. We were only, our, our only source from Hefshev Vinituach was assuming for that the pasuk of putting the fire was extra. Now we're coming out, it's not extra. It was necessary to say it because you would have said, since it's not ma'akib, it's not, it's not a part of the kapara, it's just the fire, it's not a part of the blue of the Saddam, it doesn't need and the Torah had to say that it does. So we're totally back. Talk, how do we know that a non going is allowed to do Hefshim Rituach? Says the Gemara, Ella, rather, we're looking at a different source. The Pasuk says, The Pasuk emphasizes that Kohenim have to be the one to put up the fats and the limbs and the head in the fire. So the Torah is emphasizing that the Haktara, the Haktara has to be done by Kohanim. So isn't that Pasuk extra? We know that the general rule is that anything from Kabbalah and has to be done by Kohanim. Why did the Torah have to emphasize that, that it's Kohanim who, who arranged the pieces? Must be. The Torah is coming to exclude. If it was unnecessary, then we say, and we can't even say it's necessary because it's not about the Saddam because we already had the Pasuk. By putting the fire, that even things that are not what the Saddam require. So now, why does the Torah emphasize that the putting of the limbs has to be done by Kohanim? Must be, he's coming to tell us the inference that there's a different type of avoda which does not require Kohanim, and we're saying that that avoda is Hefshim Minituach. 
So the Gemara says, how do you know you got the inference right? You're right that we could be mamayat something. We could have the right to exclude something. But how do we know that we got the right exclusion? Maybe the Torah is saying that the Kohanim should arrange the limbs. That's coming to mamayat, the arrangement of the two blocks of wood. Every day there were two blocks of wood in the morning and the, and, and the afternoon. And maybe the Torah is saying that the arrangement of the two blocks of wood that goes on the Maracha doesn't have to be done by a Kohen. So the Gemara answer is no. If we know we're going to exclude one of the two, either the two blocks of wood or, or the or the hefshir v'nituach mustabra divcha dekabal semimayit. It's assume, we could assume that the Torah is going to exclude something more similar to it. Meaning the Torah emphasized that the arrangement of the limbs needs, which is the carbon. We're talking about the animal, so it's logical that we exclude something that's about the animal. What's about the animal hefshir v'nituach? But it's also done to the guf abeima. But we don't think we're going to exclude the arrangement of the wood because that's not something which is part of the animal itself. In other words, if we have to pick and choose what we're being mamayit, we assume we're being mamayit something which is more alike to what the Torah said needs. So the Torah is saying this type of thing that's done to the carbon, this, the, the arrangement of the limbs, this requires. But a different thing that's done to the carbon, the flaying of the skin doesn't require carbon. It doesn't require a coin. Says the Gemara, Adarabi could say just the opposite. Cedar the Kabbalah Mamayit, it makes more sense to me, Mamayit, the cedar of the wood. That's more similar to it. Why? Because they're both about cedar. They're both about arranging things on the Mizbech. Arranging the limbs needs a coin. Arranging the wood doesn't need a coin. Mashenkin, Hefshif, and Ituach, that Bechlal has nothing to do with arrangement. So if that Bechlal has nothing to do with arrangement, maybe that's not similar enough that we're being Mamayit. Maybe we're only being Mamayit things, which is similar. So the Gemara answers, Lo Tzalka Daitach, that shouldn't, you shouldn't think such a thing. It doesn't make sense to even think that we should mamayit using a coin from bringing the two blocks of wood. Amar, Ma, we learned up in a bride, say, Bekrach, when it's called Mizbeach, the Pasuk says that the coin should bring this all to the Mizbeach. What's it talking about? We understand that the Pasuk is talking about bringing the limbs of the Mizbeach before they're being burned on the Mizbeach. So not only does the burning require, not only does the burning require um, koanim, but we're saying that even the halacha, the bringing over of the limbs to the mizbeach, that also requires kohen. So we make a diak, what's the chiddush of the Torah? It needs kohen. It's, it's an avoda that's after the kabbalah. So of course it needs a kohen. So the pot we say that it's coming to be mamayit. When you're bringing over the blocks of wood, it doesn't require a kohen. So meaning the transfer of the blocks of wood to the mizbeach doesn't require kohen. So from mamayit, the transfer of the wood that it doesn't need a kohen, but the actual arrangement of the blocks of wood, that would require a coin. So in other words, if we're coming out, that the Pasuk says the, the bringing of the limbs requires a coin. That is Mamayit, that the bringing of the wood does not require a coin. From the fact that we're Mamayit, the bringing of the wood, we see that the actual arrangement of the wood does require a coin. So now, if that's for sure true, that the arrangement of the wood requires a coin. So now we go back to what we were saying before. For Lamali, what was the Chiddush? That the, that the, that the aricha of the limbs, when they're putting the pieces by the fire. The Torah is emphasizing a coin has to do it. Of course the coin has to do it. What's it come to be might? The mute, have shit vinituach. It must be coming to be might, have shit vinituach. It means by process of elimination, there's nothing else to be might. It can't be might, the snake is raids in the arrangement because we just proved a minute ago that, that the, that the bringing, that the arrangement of the, of the snake is raids does require kuna. So it must be the baruch who is being might, have shit vinituach. Says the Gemara question. The imachanami legufe. No. How do we know the whole thing is right? We're assuming that the, when the fact that the Torah said for Ochman Aaron and Kohanim, why did the Torah have to emphasize that the Kohanim are, are putting the limbs in the fire? Must be to Maybe we got it wrong. Maybe the Torah had a different reason, Lagufe, for it itself to tell us that Kohanim had to put the limbs in the fire. What does the Gemara mean? I mean, we already know that Kohanim needed to do the Avodah. So the Gemara is based on what's going to come up. The Gemara is foreshadowing something we're going to learn. The Gemara is going to Darshan that there's a couple extra words here. So the sons of Aaron, the Kohanim, 
We're going to darshan up that it's a reference to actually six, the number six, and it's going to tell us that we need six koanim to be involved, which is something we're going to learn in a minute. So basically, there's going to be something extra which is being taught from the Varuch Bnei and we're saying since there's going to be something extra which is being taught, then we don't have the right to say that that it's just coming for the inference. Maybe really Hefshavinituach are not are not excluded, and maybe really they require a coin. So we're totally stuck. We need to go back and understand another source for what Chizkiah said. How do we know again the Hefshavinituach does not require a coin? So the Gemara says, other rather, also the Torah says by the burning of the limbs that the coin caused it all to go in and smoke. Why is the Torah emphasizing this pasuk that the coin does it? Of course. The answer is the It comes to me. It was written extra to include hefshefinituach. So now we got it all. We got it all down. It ends up being very simple. There was an extra pasuk by the Aktara and remind hefshefinituach. Some of the other pasukim were necessary. Just the chaz are kind of like a little sikum of what we learn. So most of the things was the rule. The general rule is in the parshas korach. Everything would require. Shchita is an exception. We learn guna. We learn that the Torah tells us. That uh, the burning of the wood requires a coin because even though it's not ma'akev kapara, the Torah tells us that's re- that's required. The moving of limbs to the mizbech does require. The moving of the wood to the mizbech does not require. The arrangement of the logs on the on the mizbech does require. The aktaras, which is totally extra pasuk that it requires, that comes along and is a ma'atevshavinituach. Now the gemara goes back to what we uh, some of the other times that it mentions coin in the Torah. The Pasuk says the coin should bring it all to the Mizbeach. So this is talking about the bringing of the Evarim to the Kevish, and again, the Diak, the Gemara is referencing what we, what we spoke about earlier, that the Torah was wrote unnecessarily, the coin has to bring the limbs to the Kevish. So obviously he needs to do that. It's an avoda. The Torah said to tell you, Allah has that when you bring the blocks of wood, the bringing itself doesn't have to be done by a coin. But, ha, we can infer, see the shingir, that the actual arrangement of the blocks of wood, the arrangement itself does require a coin. And when we mentioned before that the, the, that the uh, sons of Aaron, the coin, and put the fire in the Mizbeach, and also in the Gufay, that was necessary for it itself to say that the lighting of the fire has to be done by a coin, like we said before, even though it's not essential to Kapara. And then the other Pasuk of Va'aruchu, the arrangement of the limbs, Va'aruchu, what, what's the Chiddush? So we say how many Kohanim are involved? Va'aruchu, when they should arrange Shnaim, that implies two people. B'nai Aaron, the children of Aaron, Shnaim, that implies another two people. Ha'kohanim, the Kohanim, Shnaim, that implies another two people. Two plus two plus two equals six. Lamanu Shaton Shisha. This comes to tell us that there's a total of six Kohanim who have to be busy bringing all the limbs to the ramp. And this is what we mentioned earlier, that there were five Kohanim who carried the limbs. One was carrying the, the innards. There have to be at least six koanim who are involved in the uh, who are involved in the in the transfer and the bringing of the of the parts of the of the, tle, of the sheep and the carbon talmud over to the kavish. So the gemara has a question on that. So the gemara kasha amar avamuna kasha the rebelos rebelos are at a kasha. that pasuk is said by the cattle. If you look in the context where it says rafan aron koanim, it's written by someone bringing carbon ola from cattle. And cattle, it requires a lot more. We learned yesterday when Rakar Etzim Bar Baba, you need 24 koanim to carry it. So how can this Pasuk be a makar that six koanim carry the sheep of the Tamid if the context of the Pasuk is talking about cattle, which require, they're much heavier parts, it requires more koanim to, to carry it. And Eichalei, Rebbe himself answered up because look at the end of the Pasuk. The, first, the Pasuk continues that they, 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 should, they should arrange it on the wood that's on the fire that's on the Mizbeach. So, where else do we find in the Torah something which mentioned that? And you think about these words, they're totally extra. The wood and the fire that's on the Mizbeach, I mean, obviously, it already said it, that it's on the Mizbeach. So, why does it have to say, so it's taking you back to somewhere else in the Torah where it mentioned those words. It's a reference to the to the morning carbon Talmud, which is a sheep, because there the Pasuk says, 
In regard to the carbon tamid, it mentions in another place in the Torah, Parsha um, Sav, the reference that the, the wood which is on them is bad. So bottom line is, even though the overall context of the Parsha is cattle, which requires more, but the Torah specifically wrote those words, the number six, and Al-Aitzim Asher El-Aish, which takes you back to another place where Asher El-Aitzim Asher El-Aish is mentioned in the Torah, which is a reference to the sheep, the carbon Tamid. So that's the Makar, that the carbon Tamid of the sheep is supposed to be carried by six Kohanim. Okay. Very good. So finally, all the dust settles. We got our makar that hefshet v'nituach does not have to be done by a coin. The, the other exceptions of avos don't have to be done by a coin are shechita and the carrying of the wood to the mizbech. So now the gemar continues here. We mentioned that the uh, the maracha, the the setting up of the maracha, maybe a little bit of an introduction here. There's two separate avodos. There's, a, there's an avoda of the arrangement of the wood, and there's an avoda of the of the of the placement of the two logs. And there's two there are two separate things. One's the genom marachal, all of the all of the wood that's there, and then there's a separate din that each morning and afternoon the halacha was that two additional logs have to be brought and arranged. And even though the the two logs have to be done in the morning. But the, the general maracha, the overall wood, could be done at night. The avoda was usually done at night. So now the Gemara analyzes this avoda of arranging the wood on the Mizbech. What happens if a non coin arranges the wood? He's not allowed to. So not only is he not allowed to chayv, he's chayv misa for doing such a thing. We learned this before that uh, any, any avoda tama, something that's, uh, that's, a, that, that's at the end, um, at the end of a concluding service, is chayav for for is chayav for such an avoda. So, in, in other words, we learn, let's say, for zrika sadam, your chayav misa b'dei And the gemara is assuming that since this is the last service, which is done with the wood, like the gemara is assuming that's the end of what you do with the wood. It's a fini- it's a finishing the sidam aracha. So there's a chayav misa b'dei if a zar does it. Okay. If so, how could you fix it? Meaning, not fix that he shouldn't be punished, but fix the problem. So what? So what do you do? So the gemara says parka. He should take it away. He should undo it. The chozer sodra, and then rearrange it. So the Gemara says, Mahayanile, how's it going to help? If he has to, if he's going to arrange it again, how is it any better than the first time he did it? If he can't do it once, what's it going to be better if he does it the second time? So the Gemara says, Ella, Rabbi Yochanan was coming to say, was parkazar. The non-coin should take it off. The sodra coin, then a coin should rearrange it. Meaning, obviously, he did the wrong thing here. Um, by doing it, but once he did it, we could fix that. At least we can use the wood. Is that what are we going to do? We're going to take. Uh, even in the Nazar can take it off, but then the point is we're going to fix it. A Kohen is going to do it again. Says the Gemara Kasha on Rabbi Yechon. Again, Rabbi Yechon is saying that the Aveda of the arrangement of the wood, which can be done by night, if a Zar does it, he's not supposed to do it. He's Chayv Misa B'Dei Shemayim. Masik L'Rabzir, V'chiyesh L'Chavodik, Shesher V'Zar, Absul V'Zar. Is there Aveda, which isn't so significant, and even be done by night. And you're telling me that it's so invalid if it's done by a non-Kohen, he's Mamish even Chayv Misa B'Dei Shemayim before it? Rabzir's Kasha is, it's not so Chashiv, it's not a significant Aveda. Maybe L'Chadchila we should require a coin. But it's not so significant. It's not so, it's not so significant. So if it's not so significant, it can be done by Lila. So what in the world is the Pshat over here? What in the world is the Pshat that we're saying it's so bad if Azar does it that he's Chai of Misa? So, so that's Reb Zera's question. So Reb Zera is assuming anything as Kosher of Lila shouldn't be so bad if Azar does. So the Gemara says, well, oh, that's not true. We don't find other things that could be done at night but are really bad if a non-Kohen does it. What about the burning of the limbs and fats? That could take place at night. Ideally, they take place during the day, but they could take place at night. And they have to be done by a Kohen. And if a non-Kohen does it, so we find precedent. So what's Reb Zira's problem? So the Gemara says, no, no, no. So the burning of the fats and the limbs is not a question because that's really just the end of the daytime. Of the daytime, it really should be done during the day. And it does have more chashivas. If it wasn't during the day, it could be done by during, during the night. But since it's not etzim during the night, so it's really bad if a non-coin does it. 
Mashank in this type of avoda of arranging the wood, which is totally done at night, it's not bchalal connected necessarily to the avoda of the day. That's where Abzer was very surprised that it's so bad if a, if a czar would do it. Says the Gemara, but still, there's no precedent for something done at night that we're still saying it's so bad if a czar does it. What about the separating the ash? That could be done at night. And, um, and, 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 and we say that it can't be done by a non coin. It's not supposed to be done by a non coin. Now, we had machlokas of the Chaim Misa Shamayim, because Levi held that it is. That's not because it's not a, it's not avodas matana it's avodas siluk. But everyone the etzim agreed that it was a chashav avoda that theoretically he could be chayav for. So even though that's done at night, he could be chayav. So the gemara says no, that's also not a good precedent because chilas avoda yimama. It's right at the end of the, of the night and it's considered the beginning of the avoda sayom. Tamar avasmar yochanan kiddushav v'kshemas adashen. The coin washes hands and feet before doing the avoda of kshemas adashen. The makar nesarach lekadish. She doesn't have to wash them again in the morning. Shikfer kiddush matchilas avoda. He's already washed them for the beginning of the day service. Meaning even if you even though the halacha is if you wash your hands if you wash your hands from the, the day before when the next day comes you have to you have to uh you have to wash again but if you wash your hand for for kiddush adam you did kiddush you don't have to wash again the next day because kiddush adam is viewed as the beginning of the next day's avoda even though technically it's done by night but it's considered already close it's right at the end of the night it's considered already the beginning of the avodas of the avodas ayom so again there we could understand that it's very bad if a nanzar does it because it has chashivas but we want to know was our thing with the making of the, the arrangement of the wood. And the Gemara comes back, Ella Kasha. Now we understand where Abzer is asking. We never find any avoda which is totally a nighttime type of avoda. And we still say, and we still say that, um, that it's a problem. It's such a problem if Azar does it. That's our Kasha. So how could Rabbi Yochanan say? That if a non Kohen is arranging the wood in this bath, it's Mamash Badis, Chai Misa Badesh Mayim, Frek Rabzeir, it's not such a Chashav Avoida. So even if a Gazar shouldn't do it, how could it be that he's Chai Misa Badesh Mayim? So the Gemara switches, Zok the Gemara, Ella, Kiyitmar, if anything was said, Rabbi Yochanan, this is what was said, Amar Bas, Rabbi Yochanan, Zar, Shesidish, Shnake, Israelitim. If a non Kohen arranged the two blocks of wood, Chai, of his Chai Misa Badesh Mayim, Hoyova Avoidas Yoim, he. That is considered Avoidas Yoim, that has to be done during the day. The arrangement of the two blocks of wood has to be done uh, during the day, the Torah actually says a black and white. So there, it's a daytime avoda. And if a czar does it, he's chayav. So in Achanami, the arrangement of the wood in general, a czar is not chayav because it's not so significant. It's a nighttime avoda. But if a czar is misadjer, the two gizraitim, which is a chashav avoda, has to be done during the day, then he would be chayav misa. Says the Gemara, if we're saying that the, the Mosque of Larava, Elamayat, if we're right, that the cedar of the two Gizre Eitzim has to be done during the day, and that's why it's so chashev, and a non coin better make sure he doesn't do it. You buy pious. Why can we don't, how can we don't make lots for it? We never find anywhere that, we, that we're making a lottery for it. It must be because it's not so significant, but we're saying it has to be done during the day, and if Nanzar does it, it's no good. So the Gemara says, Ishtamitze, he forgot something. Hadatana, we learned in the Brisa, Misha Zachma Trumasadashan, whoever won the right to do Trumasadashan, Zachma Sidar Maracha, Vistujan Gizre Eitzim. He also won the right to arrange the wood and to arrange the two blocks of the two blocks of wood on the Mizbah. So basically what we're saying is that Rava's Kasha is not a good Kasha at all because there is a pious for it. It's just the winner of the Trumas Hadeshen is the one who automatically is Ochen. Rava like just forgot that halacha. He thought we weren't, we weren't just giving it to a coin at all. That's why he was so bothered. Okay. Now, this whole thing from Rava's question, maybe Rava made a mistake, but from the whole question, it sounded like we only do lots if it's a daytime avoda and something that can't be done by a non-Kohen. Because that's the premise of the whole question, right? The premise of the whole question is, oh, you're saying that, that, that Shnei Gizri Eitzim has to be done during, during the day. 
and a non-Kohen can't do it, oh, now I have a kasha, so why don't we make a pious? It sounds like Rabbah's assumption is that pious is only for daytime avodos that have to be done by a Kohen. So the Gemara says, is that true? The memory of the avodas yom ba'i pious, avodas la'lul ba'i pious, is it true that only the avoda that's done uh, during the day requires a pious, but not at night? But, but avodas la'ilah don't require pious. What about the burning of the limbs and the fats? That's something that could be done at night. And even though it could be done at night, the Kohenim are still, we still, we still make um, a pious for it. So we see we have the pious, it's even for nighttime things. So the Gemara says, no, so mama, the burning of the limbs and the fats is, again, it's considered the end of the daytime thing. So since it has, it's more kosher because it's the end of the daytime thing, therefore it warrants its own lot. Says Gemara, Trimus Adashim, what about Trimus Adashim, which is good? Which could be done by night and still we do a lottery. So I think that was because of the story. Remember, originally we didn't think it was so chashiv. But the reason why we started doing uh reason why we started doing a pious is because people were fighting and it got dangerous. So it was, we see that 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 for some reason it was considered chashiv in the eyes of people. But generally, really the rule is that nighttime avodos do not require pious. Okay, continues the Gemara. It sounds like even if it's a daytime avoda, only if it's a type of avoda that is zaras chayv misa. If he does, that requires a lot. But if it ain't zaras chayv misa, it'll be pious because that was the premise. We're saying, oh, if the cedar snake is reitzim, it's it's a daytime avoda and it can't be done by a non kohen. Then why is there no pious? That was Rava's premise to ask the question. So the Gemara says, is it true that if it's something that a zar could do, then it doesn't require pious? What about shlita? By shlita, the, the shlita could be done by a non kohen. If it's done by a non kohen, it's still good. And we do give it. That's part of the second pious is that we, we raffle it off to a coin. So we see that we do pious even on things that are kosher by a czar. So Mar says, shiny shlita techilas avoda. The kohenim consider it very kosher because it's the first thing that you do. So that's why we make a lottery. But this random thing, like sidr shnegis or eitzim, if it wouldn't be, um, so if it wouldn't be something that only a kohen could do, then then we wouldn't uh, bother making a lottery for it. Says the Gemara Marzutravi Timuravashi. We're saying again that the sidr shnegis or eitzim has to be done. During the day, says the doesn't it sound not that way in the Mishnah? The Mishnah says, coming up, the Mamuna said to the Kohen Su, go out and see if the time for the Shechita of the Talmud comes. Meaning, we look to see, oh, it's a morning. Why do we care if it's morning? Because we want to know if we could check the Talmud. Why is that what we care about? It doesn't say that we have to be wonder whether it's the time that we could put the wood there. Must be that the putting of the wood could be done by night. Why are we only emphasizing... Uh, why don't why why are we only emphasizing that uh, that 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 is Why aren't we emphasizing if it's the time that you could put the wood on? It must be the wood could be put by night. Cash on what we're saying says the Gemara. No, Really, it has to be done during the day. But the whole thing of checking to make sure it's day has been very important for the carbon talmud because if you make a mistake and you check it during the night, you can't fix it. The carbon's going to be possible. Masha'ing in the arrangement of the wood, where even if you make a mistake and you do it by night, you can fix it. So you'll rearrange it. It's not such a big deal, not so much as at stake. Therefore, the Mishnah doesn't say that you should check for it. Now, just to conclude on one thing, it sounds like the Gemara, the Gemara is defended that the Sita Shnei Gizra Eitzim was done during the day, but the Mishnah said the Gemara like, had questions on it. It sounds like that wasn't just a simple guaranteed point that the Sita Shnei Gizra Eitzim is supposed to be done during the day. The Mishnah is very hard to understand because it's really a positive black and white in the Torah. So it's, it, it, it seems very clear that the Pasuk is saying in the morning. So why was the Gemara even like talking about it? So perhaps it could have been some of you should understand that the Lashon Baboker Baboker maybe was referring to a time earlier than morning. And that's why the Gemara has to be shock of the Tari here 
but whether or not really the seed that is done during the morning. So to conclude what we have, if a czar, if a czar would be, would be Masad, or the two, the two Gizra Eitzim, we're saying the halacha is, he'd be Chayav Misa, it's a type of avoda which is only done during the day, it's very Chashav, and if a czar does it, he's Chayav Misa. But the avoda, the general aricha of the, of the wood, of the, on the Mizbeach, the general aricha of the Maracha can be done during the night, and if a czar would do it, then he would not be Chayav Misa for doing such a thing.